What's good, everybody? Welcome into the early ends. We are powered by the almighty sports sign. We are here every single day. It's your daily sports betting show of record. But this is a very special episode as we continue to count down to the start of the NFL season. We are previewing NFL future style every single division in the NFL. This episode, we're going to go NFC South, the home of the reigning, defending, undefeated. My apologies, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Now, last year, only two teams in this division had double-digit wins. The Saints, 12-4. and four. Drew Brees, he's at NBC. Bucks, 11-5, and five, and they went on to win the Super Bowl by beating Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Amazing stuff. Let's bring in the stars of the show. And look at this. Look who's diagonal. You've been playing his picks for months but now he's live on the show in person from Prop Stars. I keep saying front part at Prop Stars. Alex, welcome to the show. Coach, I'm so thrilled to be here. Uh, it feels like it. It really does. High energy. Uh, RJ White, you and I, it's been six months. I know you've missed me. I miss you, Coach. Been waiting for this day for all offseason, not just because of you, because week one's my favorite week of the year. The lines haven't sharpened up yet. There's a lot of uncertainty about how good teams are. And if you nail you know, your projections in the season, you're going to make a lot of money here in these first few weeks. By week five or six, the lines will sharpen up a little bit, but but this is where we get it early in the season. And we're going to add so many different shows, start of the week, midweek, uh, Sunday, doing three different shows. So if you pay attention to our guys... You're going to make a lot of money, RJ just said. Now, this is our first full NFL season. We didn't start till last December, but Maestro, you've been there since day one. How are you? Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here because you're right. We haven't had an NFL season with the early edge, and now we're going in with you know full guns blazing with look at the talent on this screen. Let's go. All right, some of the sharpest minds in all of the world. So let's start with our season win total. And Maestro, since you've been there since day one, I'm going to allow you to go first, sir. Yeah, this is one of my favorite win total plays uh, in the NFL. And I'm going under on the Saints. Uh, under nine, you know, they went 12 and four. So they got a first place schedule. They're losing a Hall of Fame quarterback. When you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, history shows you will actually drop by more than four wins. And here we're going to Jameis Winston, you know, great arm, supposedly got the vision fixed, but I'm not really buying it yet in terms of the decision making. When you had 30 interceptions, 12 fumbles, does that all of a sudden uh, disappear? That Those tendencies. And now you look at no Michael Thomas for at least six games. You look at a defense that lost Trey Hendrickson, Malcolm Brown, Janoris Jenkins, Sheldon Rankins, a defense that's getting a little bit older. I think the division is better uh, besides the Bucks, I think the Panthers and Falcons are nothing, uh, you know, are, are uh, not to be completely dismissed. And then you throw in the hurricane. And now game one is in Jacksonville. When will they be home? Might play the whole first month away from home. I'm going under nine on the Saints. I was actually positive on the Saints for much offseason. I think when you have a Sean Payton at coach, uh, that cures a lot of ills when you lose a, a quarterback like that. Um, offensively, I think they could be okay. Then you got Michael Thomas is now out several weeks. Um, and defense, I think, can be okay. They're very tempted. They've, they've lost people before and been fine. Um, but yeah, when you the, the factor there is the hurricane. Once, once you throw in the hurricane and they're displaced, they're in Texas now. They're going to be in Texas for the foreseeable future. I think it's hard to, to be positive about their outlook. So I kind of feel that now. I, I jumped off my over. I jumped off my play. I was going to make positive on them on this show. And instead I jumped on the Falcons under seven and a half wins at plus one ten. Atlanta was a little bit unlucky to go four and twelve last year. Uh their midseason defensive improvements it looked like they were rounding into form once Raheem Morris took over that that side of the ball. And it seemed to be a mirage 
garage though by years end. They're still giving up a ton of points. I don't think they have talent added to be good on D in 2021. They had a high pick in the draft. They used it on Kyle Pitts and not a defensive player. He might be good. He might actually be one of the best tight ends in history when it's all said and done. But rookie tight ends don't have a history of dominating. And is the offense in any better position now after losing Julio Jones? You swap him out for what they've had with Julio Jones. I don't know that it is overall. So I don't know how much you're getting from the run game either. So it's all on Matt Ryan to get to eight wins. And I think that's asking too much with this roster. First year head coach, um, even if Matt Ryan stays healthy, they're, they're easily staying under seven and a half wins. So I like that at plus money even. And I'm going to just jump in there, RJ, because I don't think there was a team that looked worse in the preseason than the Falcons. I mean, I know you don't put a lot of stock in the preseason, but they showed nothing. Well, right. gentlemen, it's, 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 it's about how much it was Arthur Smith showing of the game plan. Maybe you hide some of that and be vanilla, but, but you can't like what you saw and especially like the talent that's on the roster. Well, let's make it three unders in a row. I like the Panthers actually under seven and a half wins. Um, I'm not sure that Sam Darnold is an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Um, Christian McCaffrey has some major durability issues coupled with the fact that I just don't think having your best offensive player be a running back is a recipe for success in the modern NFL. McCaffrey also missed a lot of time last year coming off of his historic 2019 season where he had just a huge usage rate and just a ton of touches. Um, the Panthers already have a lot of question marks on their offensive line. They signed Cameron Irving in the offseason to start at left tackle. He's already been demoted and they've switched their right tackle, Taylor Mouton, to protect Darnold's blind side. So there's a lot of question marks on the Panthers offensive line. Defensively, they're just very young, unproven. They finished as the 20th best defense last season. I just expect them to struggle to find eight wins this year. Alex, I should have I should have talked to you before the show starts because a lot of people feel like I decide who comes on the show. The reality is that the jeweler decides who comes on the show, and he is a huge Panthers fan. And with this pick, I seriously question whether or not your face will show up on another show <laughs> moving forward. But we'll have to wait, and we'll have to see. By the way, Christian McCaffrey, he may have been injured a little bit, but go Google it. He wins off the field just as much as he wins on the field. <laughs> Big time. All right. Let's go to team props now. And RJ, I believe you're the only one that has one here. The floor is yours. Yeah, I want to be on Jeweler's good side. So I'm going to take a positive Panthers prop here. I have them finishing second division at plus 325. There's a good chance that in a vacuum, the Saints are the second best team in the division. Like I said, I, I like them. Um, but, you know, you factor in that hurricane thing that opens things up for every other team. Carolina is actually the last play, the last team in these odds. They're, they're behind on uh, the uh, Falcons uh, who are at plus 300. Um, I think that defense has a lot of young talent. It's going to help the unit as a whole make a leap at some point. And I think it could happen at some point this year between Brian Burns and, and um, Chin, Dante Jackson. Now you had JC Horn who's a great man cover corner to that, that core. I think this defense is, is ticketed to move up the rankings as opposed to stay where they are. And having McCaffrey back is huge for that offense. And uh, I know that you don't want to lean heavily on running back primarily. They have some good pass catchers and Robbie Anderson who, who's clicked with Arnold before in DJ Moore and having McCaffrey back is huge to open things up for them. And with Joe Brady calling the shots, I think that could make that an above average unit. And it's going to all come down to Darnold who hasn't looked great in the preseason. Uh, but you know, the Gase rebound effect has been big for players getting out of the, the New York and away from the jets. And if that happens with Darnold, he could be a solid option, at, at least not terrible. You know, if he's just solid, this team could win six, seven, maybe even eight games finish second in this division. I think that's all it's going to take with these, these teams right now, if the saints are going to be bad. This is a great play because essentially it's a three 
team division and you're just picking them to win that three team division for people who are brand new. They go, wait a second. Basically, he's got to finish ahead of the Panthers, or excuse me, the Falcons and the Saints to win this bet at plus 325. I love it, RJ. Absolutely love it. All right, let's move on to our player props now. Uh, and Alex, I know you've got two, so I'm going to let you go first. Yes, I've got two props for you guys. I've got Ronald Jones over 750 rushing yards. Uh, Rojo had 978 yards last season. He averaged over five yards per carry in just 14 games. He looked really explosive. Yeah, I think he ripped off the longest carry from the line of scrimmage. He had a 99-yard touchdown. Um, with the amount of weapons on the Bucks' offense, they're just going to be playing um, with a lot of leads over the course of the season, which I feel like should just provide plenty of opportunities to Rojo to just rack up a lot of carries, just killing clock. A lot of positive game scripts. Um, I know Leonard Fournette's there, but I just think Ronald Jones is the more explosive option at this point. So I think um, 750 rushing yards is well within um, probability for him. Uh, the other prop that I really like is Calvin Ridley finishing with the most receiving yards at plus 1,000. Um, Ridley saw 143 targets last season. He, he could be in line for an even larger target share after Julio Jones departed for Tennessee. Um, Ridley had 1,373 receiving yards last year, which was good for the fourth most of any receiver in the NFL. And the Falcons have a terrible defense on paper. And I just expect them to be playing from behind a lot, throwing the ball a lot and Ridley to just rack up a ton of garbage time yards. And he's just going to have a huge season in my opinion. And I'm going to go with the running back prop as well. And that's Latavius Murray under 530 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, there was a lot of talk. He might not make the team. They have a former undrafted uh, free agent, Tony Jones out of Notre Dame. He actually rushed for 12 touchdowns at Notre Dame. He's looked amazing in camp, averaging over eight yards a carry explosive. Murray's been slow. He's been ineffective. And they're talking because they want to try to preserve Alvin Kamara that Tony Jones could get up to 100 carries. Now, if he gets that kind of workload or even 80 carries, that means a lot less work for Latavius Murray, uh, who almost didn't make this team according to the guys that really follow it. So I'm going to go under 530 and a half for Latavius Murray. Before I get into my problem, let me ask you, Alex, uh, on a different show, I picked Devontae Adams at plus 1,200 to lead the league in receiving yards. So you you like Ridley at plus 1,000 better than you like Adams at plus 1,200. Is that what you're telling me? I do. I just think Adams has some more durability concerns. I know he's missed, I think, close to 10 starts over the last three seasons. So, yeah, I think Ridley has the advantage in that sense. And, yeah, I just expect the, the Falcons to have to throw a ton. And uh, whereas the Packers should be nursing a lot more leads, playing, you know, a more run-oriented offense with Aaron Jones. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I like Ridley too. I mean, I have him fourth in fantasy over uh, DeAndre Hopkins, so I'm not going to argue on his uh, on his side. I just think the value is a little bit better with Adams there. But talking about value with most receiving yards, I have another most receiving yards prop that I think is great value. It's a guy that's 200 to one of all things, and it's Antonio Brown. Is it unlikely to happen? Of course, 200 to one. That's not going to happen a lot of the time. But he had a couple big games against Atlanta at the end of the year. Bucks have had a full offseason to integrate him fully into the offense. We assume he's the third option at receiver just by all the numbers and fantasy 
fantasy stock of everybody. But if he clicks with Brady, who loves him, I mean, couldn't he lead this team in catches? Couldn't he like take over the Godwin role and and get the most targets if Brady is just feeding him targets? Because that's ultimately the guy who's going to decide who gets the targets, who gets the yards is Brady. And Brady seems to love Antonio Brown. Tampa had the second most passing yards in the league last year. So if he does ascend a number one status, the upside is there to have a huge season. They just throw it a ton and have a lot of receiving yards. And then you look at the other guys who are available at 200 to one. You're talking about Darius Slayton. You're talking about Gabriel Davis, who I like, but come on. Talking about Emmanuel Sanders, who's splitting time with Gabriel Davis. So come on. Christian Kirk and Van Jefferson, the one and only Van Jefferson that, you know, everybody's rushing to the counter to bet. Uh, All those are a 200 to one, along with Antonio Brown, along with a few other sleepers, Marquise Brown, the Visca Chanel, Brandon Ayuk. You want to play some of those guys. I'm not going to hate you for those two. I'm going with Antonio Brown, uh, 200 to one. Players with shorter odds on the board. Rashad Perryman, who just got cut and is with Chicago, just got signed with Chicago, uh, was at 150. Kendrick Bourne, AJ Green, plenty of other guys that have no business being in this category. Uh, So until you, you bet up Antonio Brown and he gets down to that 80, 60, 50 to to one range. He's great value for you. So 200 to one, take that lottery ticket and uh, let's have a fun season rooting for it. This falls into that, what we call here on the show, the sprinkle category. So a little sprinkle and then you never know come January, you could have a big old shot into that uh, bank account or bankroll of yours. By the way, you are so low key funny. People don't realize it, how funny you are until they really, really listen. I never really listened to you before today. So, uh, no. all right, here we go. <laughs> grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here's the recap. And it is glorious. Prop stars is on the Panthers under seven and a half wins. Ronald Jones over 750 rushing yards, minus 110. And then to lead the league in receiving yards, Calvin Ridley, garbage yards are everything in the NFL. Then RJ White, Panthers to finish second in the division. Don't tweet us. Coming in in December, say, Coach, I picked them to win the division. We didn't tell you to do that. We said to pick them to win second. Then Falcons under seven and a half wins and NFL receiving yards leader Antonio Brown plus 20,000. Then the maestro, he's on the Saints under nine wins. And then Latavius Murray under 530 and a half rushing yards. And you heard the man. He said he almost didn't even make the team. If you almost don't make the team, you're one snap away from the practice squad. So let's stop. All right. We'll continue these episodes for every single division with the best minds in all of the land. But for the NFC South, you now have your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window for RJ white, for the prop stars, for the maestro and for the jeweler. I am the coach. We're here every single day for every single sport. We grind and we work and we do it for you. Let's have some fun, as RJ said, right here on the Early Edge. Good luck.